Hey y'all, welcome to season two of AUCD Network Narratives. It's your host, JD Flores, coming to you live, or maybe not live, because this is recorded, but from Rochester, New York. And this season, we are so excited to have so many new guests, um, so many new stories to hear and to tell and to talk about. We really hope to cover a lot of national disability issues, but also giving people the opportunity to share their story and talk about the reasons why they do the work they do, what really interested them, and what really keeps them going. This podcast is a lot about diversity and inclusion efforts across our network, but we are really hoping to touch people on a personal level and get to hear their stories. So in the name of that, and in that same vein, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Um, Again, I'm from Rochester, New York, but I was born in Puerto Rico. My parents migrated here when I was a itty bitty baby. I was almost three. And then I kind of took the world by storm since then. Um, So if I had to choose how I got into advocacy, I can't tell you because I believe I've been an advocate before I even knew that advocacy was a word, before I could even put words together. My parents don't speak English, but we live in a predominantly English-speaking world. So that was my first purview of being an advocate, is making sure that my mom and I had a voice in a room because I spoke English and she didn't. And that just kind of kept me motivated Um, You know, as the rest of me kind of developed and I got to grow into the roles that I have now, but it really started with not speaking English and learning how to speak English and how to craft the message that my mom wanted to get across or I wanted to get across or or sometimes even just being in defense mode about like what wasn't going to be said about my family or what was and how to also just get my needs met. Because when you don't speak English, it's really easy for the world to just kind of make you invisible. And I just kind of refuse to live in that place. Currently, I do work for the UZNR LEND program. And some of the work that I do, well, I guess what really motivates me to keep doing all that work is all of my intersections. Because when I enter a room, I enter that room whole as all of who I am, which is a woman of color, a woman with a physical disability, woman in general. A city kid, I I live and breathe this city of Rochester. So some people might not understand how deep my connection it is, but I owe something to this soil because it's given me so much. All all of that is really what motivates me to do the work that I do for our youth and to keep a connection to the city in particular, as the University of Rochester is responsible for a lot of the city residents. You know, if the university falls, so does our city. So I want to keep that connection strong. And that's really what keeps me going in terms of advocacy. (laughs) as a whole. And I I really want to think about what sustains me. And that's hard to say. I'm just a fighter. I've always been a fighter, always been the underdog. In my opinion, I guess maybe some people, they might perceive me different, but uh, it has always been, I've always had a fighting spirit. I will fight over the smallest of things. And it's one of the reasons why I chose. So I got my undergrad degree in, in sociology And the coolest thing about sociology is that once you know the facts, no one can tell you no different, right? Like once you know the real reasons of why things are happening, you don't, you can't test me. So I'm really ready and willing to always hop in the ring, kind of argue down what I believe to be true. And I stay real true to my moral compass. I don't shy away from my moral compass. It's my guiding light. And I really think it's what helps me craft my message as an advocate, decide what to advocate for, um, against or, you know, seek out more information of what could be beneficial. And that is our hope with this podcast is to really bring a humanistic view to all of the things that we all face in different ways and to the work that we do. It's bigger than being a 
research study. It's bigger than being a white paper. It's about real lives, real people and the issues that they go through and the things that we have to overcome to really just live fulfilled lives. It is a true passion of mine to really use my voice and lend my story to make a, a difference. I won't say that I am the only story that needs to be told or that I should be the only voice to be listened to. I just think that it's important to hear a voice. And what really keeps me going in that, to be completely honest, I met an older woman when I graduated college and I was so shocked that I had hit graduation. No one knows what my grades looked like. I really kept that close to the chest. But being at graduation and having the opportunity to cross that stage was, was a huge blessing. And it was a degree. My degree belongs to everyone in my family, not just myself. They all kept me going and they all, in one shape, way or form, you know, helped me achieve this and get to that finish line. My whole family came to my graduation and we had tickets. You could only have seven people. Um, and we cheated our way into getting everybody there. And I want to say I had at least 15 people at my graduation. Um, and the school only gave me seven tickets, <laughs> but everyone was there. And the idea behind that is because this degree was just bigger than me. It didn't just belong to me, it belonged to us. I'm a first generation college grad. No one even knew what a college campus looked like, what it could feel like before me and my family. And I shared my campus with everyone as much as I could. Um, and the opportunities that I had as much as I could. So when I graduated, uh, my grades were, I would say they, they were okay. They weren't the greatest, but the idea is that you get to the finish line is not what it looks like is that you get there. But I was still shocked that I had gotten to the end, that I had really hit this mark. I had been in school for five years and never even thought that like, ooh, I'd get here. Um, and when I finally did, I'm on the elevator and I'm like en route to graduation to that stage. And I'm like, I can't believe it's here. I can't believe I'm doing this. And I'm talking to my younger cousin and I'm telling her all of this and I'm relaying this to her. And there's this older woman on the elevator and she turns and she looks at me and she says, why not you, baby? And I've carried this story like it has been one of my motivating factors for a lot of the work that I do. I would say for the last maybe almost a decade, I've been out of college for eight years and I always think like, why not me? Now, this is a dangerous way to think because it doesn't always have to be me. I don't always have to overpour in this way, but it, it keeps me humbled and it keeps me going. And it keeps my feet to the ground um, and my, I would say my feet to the fire as I keep growing as an advocate and the stories that I tell um, and what's important and what matters and, and how it matters and how it manifests and all of the work that we do. And so I think for me, as this podcast host, I take the opportunity to not only vibe with our guests, but to also create connections amongst our network so that we can continue to build and grow um, and do better. Because the idea is that everyone in this network will leave a piece of the world a better place than what they already found it at. So I try to use my stories for that and those connections, because ultimately, once you get to talking, you start to recognize that all of us have lived multiple lives. And I just get the opportunity to have a platform to really share it across the nation with this podcast. I honestly, in my heart to heart, really, really care about this podcast and the conversations that we have, because I hope that it will spout and plant the seed that we need to work towards equity, that we need to work towards, you know, real inclusion, that we need to work towards really viewing and seeing people with disabilities as people, um, really just seeing us whole, even if we just need to be seen. <laughs> we have this such a huge, I would say, 
One of the biggest feats that people with disabilities have is to not be invisible anymore. I'm not sure what we did to the world, but the world wants us not to be seen, not to be heard, not to be felt. Um, And so our biggest issue there is to really push against this invisible cloak that we're all wearing that we didn't choose to wear that just kind of got placed on us. And I think that that's why equity is so important to me and diversity and inclusion um, and why I take so much pride in being this podcast host because we are pushing this. And if you don't say it out loud, then it's not real. And if you don't tell it to more than one person, then it's not a real either. So the idea is that if we continue to talk about it, if we continue to push in the places that it feels uncomfortable, that isn't equitable, that isn't diverse, um, when people aren't willing to say the truth out loud, that the hope is that we can have those kind of conversations in a way that does not bring retribution or makes it dangerous for those folks who who share their story and who are super honest with us. The idea is that we say this and whoever hears it hopefully then says, okay, well, in this next grant cycle, the idea is that we will create more positions for people with disabilities to be leaders, to really be the ones who guide the work that is taking place amongst the uses, amongst the lens, amongst, you know, all of the smaller projects and programs that take place within our network. I am here to continue that and push that mission forward. We hope that you listen. We hope that this is helpful and we hope to be available for you as we push forward to share not just our episodes, but our resources and all the things that we wish to come. Thanks y'all. Thank you for tuning in to AUCD Network Narratives. If this story has inspired you to make a change at your center or program, use the link in our show notes for resources and tools to help you lead on. We'd love to connect with you. So visit the AUCD website and click on the submit your story button at the top. We hope to hear from you soon.